She is hunched over a table, her hand on the microscope. She raises her head, puts her left hand to her forehead. She does not like what she just saw. She taps the fingers of her right hand on the table lightly, thinking. The camera slowly pulls away. Nina raises her head more, lowers her left hand to her jaw, looks at nothing, concerned. From the novel, quote, My samples told a series of cryptic jokes with punchlines I didn't understand. The cells of the biomass that made up the words on the wall had an unusual structure, but they still felt within an acceptable range. Or those cells were doing a magnificent job of mimicking certain species of saprotrophic organisms. I made a mental note to take a sample of the wall from behind the words. I had no idea how deeply the filaments had taken root, or if there were nodes beneath and those filaments were only sentinels. The tissue sample from the hand-shaped creature resisted any interpretation, and that was strange but told me nothing. By which I mean I found no cells in the sample, just a solid amber surface with air bubbles in it. At the time I interpreted this as a contaminated sample or evidence that this organism decomposed quickly. Another thought came to me too late to test, that, having absorbed the organism's spores, I was causing a reaction in the sample. I didn't have the medical facilities to run the kinds of diagnostics that might have revealed any further changes to my body or mind since the encounter. Then there was the sample from the anthropologist's file. I had left it for last for the obvious reasons. I had the surveyor take a section, put it on a slide, and write down what she saw through the microscope. Why? she asked. Why did you need me to do this? I hesitated. Hypothetically, there could be contamination. Such a hard face, jaw tight. Hypothetically, why would you be any more or less contaminated than me? I shrugged. No particular reason. I was the first one to find the words on the wall, though. She looked at me as if I had spouted nonsense, laughed harshly. We're in so much deeper than that. Do you really think those masks we wore are going to keep us safe from whatever's going on here? She was wrong. I thought she was wrong, but I didn't correct her. People trivialize or simplify data for so many reasons. There was nothing else to be said. She went back to her work as I squinted through the microscope at the sample from whatever had killed the anthropologist. At first, I didn't know what I was looking at because it was so unexpected. It was brain tissue, and not just any brain tissue. The cells were remarkably human, with some irregularities. My thought at the time was that the sample had been corrupted, but if so, not by my presence. The surveyor's notes perfectly described what I saw, and when she looked at the sample again later, she confirmed its unchanged nature. I kept squinting through the microscope lens, and raising my head, and squinting again, as if I couldn't see the sample correctly. Then I settled down and stared at it until it became just a series of squiggles and circles. Was it really human? Was it pretending to be human? As I said, there were irregularities. And how had the anthropologist taken the sample? Just walked up to the thing with an ice cream scoop and asked, Can I take a biopsy of your brain? No, the sample had to come from the margins, from the exterior. Which meant it couldn't be brain tissue, 
which meant it was definitely not human. I felt unmoored, drifting, once again. End quote. Shepard, off screen, whispering, Hey. Lena turns her head, slowly at first, then faster. Second 19 angle on Shepard, awake in her bedroll but propped up on one elbow. Shepard, continued, the mystery unraveling. Second 22 back to Lena. She scoffs and turns back toward the microscope, downplaying. She turns immediately back toward Shepard, tells the truth, but vaguely. Lena, something's unraveling. Second 26 back to Shepard, misunderstanding. Shepard, I think you're doing okay. Second 28 back to Lena, head down. Beat. She looks up at Shepard again, changes the subject. Lena, good Josie's getting some rest. Second 32 back to Shepard. Shepard, yeah, with the help of a little sedative. Second 35, Lena. Lena, how about you? Get some sleep? Second 28, Shepard. In the script, Shepard shakes her head. Shepard, I need a horse trank to knock me out. In the film, she smiles slightly. Shepard, some. Second 39, Lena. She also smiles. Shepard, off screen, continued. I'm at least as freaked as Josie. Second 43, Shepard. She takes a breath. I'm just hiding it better. Second 46, Lena. Beat. Lena, I should check the adventures. Second 51, Lena starts to get up when we are back on Shepard. She nods, but only barely. Shepard. Yep. From the novel. Quote, At dusk, the familiar moaning came to us from across the salt marsh flats as we ate our dinner around the campfire. I hardly noticed it, intent on my meal. The food tasted so good and I did not know why. I gobbled it up, had seconds, while the surveyor, baffled, stared at me. We had little or nothing to say to each other. Talking would have meant planning, and nothing I wanted to plan would please her. The wind picked up, and it began to rain. I saw each drop fall as a perfect, faceted, liquid diamond, refracting light even in the gloom, and I could smell the sea and picture the rolling waves. The wind was like something alive. It entered every pore of me, and it, too, had a smell, carrying with it the earthiness of the marsh reeds. I had tried to ignore the change in the confined space of the tower, but my senses still seemed too acute, too sharp. I was adapting to it, but at times like this, I remembered that just a day ago, I had been someone else. End quote. Litera multum ile et teris yactatus et alta. I was lonesome. I didn't even know that I was lonely. Out in the cold, I didn't even know that I was cold. Turn my color to the wind. This is how it's always been. All I've ever known is how to hold my own.
knows how to hold my own All I've ever known is how to hold my own But now I wanna hold you Now I wanna hold you Hold you close I don't wanna ever have to let you go Second 55, angle on doorway from outside. Lena emerges, just strapping on her rifle. Moonlight through the clouds just out of frame to the left illuminates the wall of the guard tower. Lena walks to her right, stops. She turns back to her left, buttoning up her jacket, takes a step, and time runs out for this minute. We spoke. What was it we said? Wordlessly watching, he waits by the window and wonders at the empty place inside. Annihilation. 